Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Verse 13, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then uh, to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall never be destroyed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. What a passage of scripture, Lord. We know that we have a beautiful and wonderful future because of you, King. And we are a thankful people. Lord, pour out your word into our hearts today and change us from the inside out. Lord, help us to be those you can be proud of. Lord, help me to get out of the way and just teach your word to your people, Lord. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, what an incredible passage of scripture. Just after seeing this vision of these four beasts, these, these earthly Gentile worldly kingdoms, Daniel sees a vision of the heavenly kingdom. Could you imagine seeing something like this? And ultimately, he sees God is in complete control. And I want to remind us today, God is in control. Not this world, not the people of this world, not these arrogant, pompous people speaking words like this little horn against our God, but God is in control, and his plan is going to happen. It is happening, and he will not fail. Our God cannot fail. But see, in this passage, we see such a contrast between uh, troubling things and wonderful things. We see such a contrast between those hideous wild beasts and that dreadful and terrible beast that murders and devours. And then we see this beautiful image of the Ancient of Days. What a beautiful name. And just so you know, the Ancient of Days here in Daniel, this is the Father. This is the Father The Ancient of Days is a description of the Father, and we know that simply because we also saw the Son of Man coming. And remember, Son of Man is a title that Jesus even called himself. It's a beautiful thing, and we'll see how this all lines up with the appearance of Jesus, and we see all of him. him He's given this dominion. He's given his kingdom by the Ancient of Days, and it's just a beautiful thing. But remember in this vision, Daniel isn't there physically. He's seeing these things because we know no man can see the Father and live. So Daniel is seeing an image of the Father. He's seeing a likeness. It's revealing his character. And that's what's being said here when it talks about um, his white garment, the Ancient of Days having this pure white garment. That just speaks to God's character, his holiness. Our God is perfect and holy, without spot or blemish. He's perfect. That speaks of his holiness. And then that head of hair like pure wool, that's speaking of his wisdom. His wisdom. I want God's wisdom, not my own. How about you? 
but he is wise beyond all wisdom. He is wisdom. Do you understand that? And so and then also we see this throne. It was full of uh, fiery flame, which speaks of his pure and righteous and holy judgment. God is perfect and just. He is loving, but he is just. And his justice reigns and his judgment is coming for those who reject the cross and for those who come against him. And so we're seeing all of this. We're also seeing these thrones put in place, which I'll come back to. But we're seeing that God in his perfect justice and his perfect judgment is majestic and beautiful. And, you know, have you ever read um, Ezekiel chapter 1? It talks about these four living creatures, not the four beasts, but four living creatures. They're angelic beings. I love Ezekiel. Go check it out. Ezekiel chapter 1. It's really fascinating of a study. But you see the, the fire and the clouds and all this and the judgment of God. And you see these beings, these living creatures surrounding the throne of God. And next to them are wheels, these strange wheels that are turning. And it's very similar to the imagery we're reading here. And it's the same as what we're going to look at in Revelation chapter 4. Could you imagine entering the throne room of God and seeing all of this and seeing the living creatures and these wheels turning and all of these flames and fires and thunderings and lightnings and the Ancient of Days... The Son of Man, they're there. We know the Ancient of Days is there. We know the Son of Man. We know Jesus is sitting at his right hand. We're going to see that today. But here in Daniel 7, 9, we read, I watched till thrones were put in place. And, you know, many times we can just read past a scripture like that, a verse like that, and move on. But I want to stop. I want to pause because there is a beautiful message in all of this. So we see not only is the Ancient of Days sitting on his throne, but there in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, we see there are other thrones being put in place. But it doesn't tell us who sits on those thrones. It doesn't even tell us how many thrones there are. And so why would that be? Why in Daniel do we see these thrones, but they're nondescript? We don't get imagery. We don't understand what's going on here. But remember this. In Daniel chapter 12, when we get there, but I have talked about this, we can't really understand Revelation without Daniel chapter 2 or without the prophecies of Daniel. But do you understand Revelation also unlocks much of Daniel? And this was prophesied in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, when God told Daniel, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. This is awesome because, look, God is telling Daniel there in chapter 12, and we'll study that again when we get there, but he's saying, I'm showing you things, Daniel, that won't be understood until the time of the end. They won't be understood. That knowledge will increase. Now, this isn't just speaking about technology and things like that, which I think it's also speaking about that. But do you understand when it says that knowledge will increase? It's also talking about biblical knowledge. Because remember, the canon of Scripture had not been sealed yet. The whole New Testament had not been written yet. Many things were still to come. And so we know this is also pertaining to biblical knowledge. People will run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase in the end. God's telling him that, and he's telling him, seal up the book till the end, until it will be unlocked. And that's exactly what happened with 60 years after the cross of Calvary, an old man who's in prison on the island of Patmos is given the key to unlock Daniel in the book of Revelation. And this is what we see in Revelation chapter 4. We're going to get more information about these seemingly empty thrones. We're going to see more about who's sitting on these thrones. And we're going to, get, we're going to find out they're numbered. There are 24 thrones. We're also going to see what those who are on the throne are wearing. And trust me, it matters. Revelation 4, verse 2 through 5. Immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven. And I just want to reiterate, the throne is set. That means immovable. He's not going anywhere. God is in complete control. 
Our king, our Lord, our God is in complete control. And it continues. And one sat on the throne. Verse 3, and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. Verse 5, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunder, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Again, seven is the number of completion. This isn't saying God has seven unique spirits. It's talking about the complete character of God. I won't go into that too much today because I want to focus on something else. You know, Augustine said this. Augustine said the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, but the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Chew on that for a second. It's exactly what I'm talking about. It's exactly what God told Daniel. Seal these things up until the end, and then I'm going to unlock them, Daniel. And he did. He unlocked him with the New Testament. But here's the amazing and awesome thing. Here we see on the throne of heaven, this is Jesus. This one is Jesus. And how do we know? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Seven little words. The Bible is so deep. I love the scripture. I love studying the Bible. But do you understand? We know this is Jesus just from seven little words. Because the one sitting on this throne is like a jasper and a sardius stone. And you might be saying, so what? It's a lot. You know, one of the things in hermeneutics and in apologetics, we talk about the law of first use. And how in scripture, when you're studying something out, we know that scripture interprets scripture. We always go to scripture to find out the answer. In Revelation, many of the signs and symbols and strange things in Revelation are explained elsewhere in scripture. You just have to search it out. Well, that's the same here. And the law of first use says that wherever it's used first, these things, whatever this statement is, whatever these words are, whatever purpose it is, usually in the first use tells you more about that item, that element in scripture. And here we see a sardius stone and a jasper stone. Well, here's what's amazing and awesome. The first time it's used, we're going to get a better understanding of who's sitting on this throne because of how those stones are used in scripture. Understand those stones we first see in Exodus chapter 28. It's part of the breastplate of the high priest. The Lord commands Israel to create the clothing of the high priest, but also the breastplate. And he told them to create it in such a way that there were 12 stones. And those 12 stones represented the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Jacob. And they were to be put on that breastplate in order of birth. So look at this, Exodus 28, 17 through 20. And you shall put settings of stone in it. Four rows of stones. The first row shall be, look at the first stone, a sardius a topaz, and an emerald. This shall be the first row. The second row shall be like a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, an onyx. And the last stone it is a jasper. They shall be set in gold settings. And the stones shall have the names of the sons of Israel, 12 according to their names. That means according to their birth. Like the engravings of a signet, each one with its own name, they shall be according to the 12 tribes. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.